Hello and welcome to a new Halcyon podcast, World Cup Nuggets Daily. Over the next few weeks, we'll be putting out a mini podcast every day featuring a short preview and a nuggets about each of the 32 teams taking part in Qatar in turn. That's 32 nuggets in total. Joining me as ever is Adam Bushby. I've done 32 nuggets before, Ad. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I think perhaps over two sittings, maybe. maybe. Right, not bad. Did you do 16 each or did you get to about 20-odd and then think, oh. It was a very quick uh, gap in between <laughs> doing 16 <laughs> and then 16. Two sittings in one hour, fair enough. Um, so to provide the nuggets, we're also welcoming on board football writer and historian Richard Foster, author of the newly revised and updated World Cup Nuggets book. So welcome, Richard. How are you? Thank you very much, Rob. Yeah, I'm very well. I'm looking forward to yeah having more tales of Adam's nugget eating. <laughs> should be brilliant uh, yeah a, a prolific series I'm sure um, so it's also worth saying at the outset uh, that we're running a competition over the duration of these podcasts uh, in each episode as well as a nugget Richard will pose a question about the team we're talking about and at the end of the run we'll ask you to submit your answers to the questions the most correct answers will win a full suite of Halcyon Publishing books and you can see exactly what that might mean at halcyonpublishing.co.uk but that is enough admin. Let's crack on with our first episode, our first nugget, and it is for the top of the tree, alphabetically anyway, Argentina. Okay, so um, Argentina... As some of you may know, uh, are one of eight teams who actually took part in the original World Cup way back in 1930. Also, interestingly, they have a 100% record in semi-final stroke second rounds, the equivalent of a semi-final. And they've done that five out of five times. There is no other team with that sort of record. In fact, the only teams who have won more than one semi-final and not lost one a Czechoslovakia and Hungary, and those were a long time ago. Um, my final nugget for Argentina is the fact that their manager, Lionel Scaloni, is the youngest manager at this year's World Cup at the tender age of 44. Can you believe it? That makes him younger than the oldest player to appear in the World Cup, which is actually in 2018. It was good old Esam El Hadari, who was the Egyptian goalkeeper. So, yeah, it's just a reminder of how young these people are getting and how old we are. How old in turn. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. How yeah. long have you got then, Ad, before you're out of time to manage at the World Cup? Do you think this guy's I'm a month <laughs> older than you, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got what, six years, five years? Five yeah, years. You've got a month a month more than me to find yourself an international managerial <laughs> position. So let us know how you let us know how you get on by the end of this series. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, so quite a remarkable record in semi-finals and second round matches and what do we think Argentina's prospects are looking like for this World Cup? Their odds outright are seven to one, which don't know, as, a, as, a, as our resident gambling man, would you have a look at that? Um, well, my nugget is the one that everybody will know, which is they are currently on a 35-game unbeaten streak, which is a joint second, I do believe. Richard will know far more about this than me. And I think Italy are number one with 37. So, yes, they're going into the tournament very 
in in great you know great gears. But the problem is, we've said that before about Argentina because I remember them blitzing Serbia. Couldn't tell you which tournament that was mm. but when I used to actually, you know, watch every second of every game. Um, but I remember them blitzing Serbia. Everyone was saying they were going to win it, and then they didn't win that tournament. And uh, yes, I don't know. I um, I think it's worth a punt actually. Okay, so their their group is um, obviously themselves, Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland. Richard, I think you they got a fairly easy start. Well, I mean, if you're going to choose one of the three teams, I think Saudi would probably be it, wouldn't it? Who knows what Saudi are going to be like? Um, it was pointed out to me that they will have a lot of fans mm-hmm. in Qatar because it's mm. a neighbour. Um, I don't know how many Argentinians are going to travel. I would guess not that many, but, um, you know, they'll make a noise, won't they, the Argentinians? Um, Saudi, who knows what they'll turn up with. Generally, their performance in the World Cup has not been great, but then we do have to remember 1994 when they actually scored possibly one of the greatest World Cup goals, the ridiculous dancing run. He picked it up in the centre circle and you're thinking... Oh, pass the ball, lads. You're never going to get that far. And he just kept going, went past the Belgian defence and walloped it in. So if they've got that in their locker, I don't know um, how old that guy is now. Maybe maybe come back. <laughs> He's older than 45. End of international retirement. Um, they, could, they could be in. No, I think Saudis are um, for plucking. I think Argentina will probably get through this group. Although, you know, Argentina, Mexico will be quite a tasty um, mm. Latin American Very tasty. rivalry. I can see Argentina definitely progressing. And as you say, their form is brilliant, pretty much. Um, you know, they won Copper America, the last one. They beat Brazil in American art, although I think at the time it was empty because of COVID. But they have to be serious contenders. And Okay, so they finished in second in their qualifying group to Brazil. But I think they're up there in the top four teams and um, I, I, I can't see them not getting out of this group. Quite yeah, um, a lot. I remember them obviously beating Brazil without any crowds. A lot was made of that because uh, Messi has finally won a major trophy for his country. Obviously, this is this his last World Cup. You would assume that it probably is. Can we talk about Argentina without talking about Messi? Probably not. No, you're never going to get away with that. Um, he's 35. He's, he's, I mean, he's a fit boy. You know, he, he very rarely gets injured. Yeah, I think he's retired from international football three times. So, you know, if he retires again after this one, don't say he's not coming back. Um, but this is, this is his last chance, really. I don't see how he could be playing at 39 or whatever. So, yep. There he is in the last chance saloon. He, you know, he's still pretty good. He was a top scorer in qualification alongside Latura and Martinez. So he, he can still do it. And he, mm. his form for PSG is not bad, is it? I mean, okay, you and I and Adam could probably play for PSG against certain <laughs> teams, but with I, nuggets I, I, in hand. With nuggets in hand, throwing <laughs> it at Trois or whatever they might be. Um, yeah. Argentina are a serious contender. That's my view. Right, you are. Well, okay, Messi then drinking, drinking Lucas Aid Sport. Let's say in the last chance saloon for the moment. Um, 
All right, uh, that's probably enough previewing of Argentina. Uh, Richard, we're going to pose our first question of 32. Uh, so back to you, if you'd be so kind. Okay, so here is your question. You'll have one of these for each country we cover, and there are 32. So you've got to name the three players from the 1978 World Cup winning team who went on to play club football in England. So the three players from the 1978 World Cup winning team who went on to play club football in England. Your first question. There you go. Right. That is episode number one of our daily World Cup Nuggets podcast over and done with. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Ad. We'll be back tomorrow for another Nugget. So we'll speak to you then. Bye, all. Bye. Bye.